Father, we come as your people. We thank you that you have brought us in here for a purpose. None of us are here by accident. We're here because you have drawn us to come and worship, to come and fellowship, to come and learn, be challenged, be encouraged, and be talked to. Spirit of God, I pray that you will open our minds and our hearts. And Satan, I pray you will not distract us, but you will leave this place and let God's Spirit reign in the name of Jesus. Honor your word, O Lord. We thank you. Amen. A Sunday school teacher was teaching her kids in a third grade class, and he was talking about Jesus coming to the home of Martha and Mary. And after she talked for a while, she paused and said to the kids, if Jesus was going to come to your home tonight for dinner, what will you do? Huh. And one little boy put up his hands and said, yeah, 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 yeah. He goes, what will you do? He says, well, I'll put the Bible on the table. Jesus often came to some homes during his time of ministry. Remember, he went to Peter's mother-in-law's home, Peter's home, where his mother-in-law was sick. But today we're looking at Jesus coming into the home of Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. From Luke chapter 10, open your Bibles, Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. And I'm going to read from verse 38. Now it happened as they went, he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his words. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Uh, my title for the message today is Using Our Talents for the Lord. You know, oftentimes people read this passage and think it is all about you know, you don't have to serve. You just need to be worshiping and worshiping and worshiping. Or sometimes people say, well, Jesus needs people only to serve. No, this passage is not about that. It's not making a comparison. 
This passage has a specific message for all of us who are in the church. How we use our talents for the Lord. How we use our talents for the Lord. One of the dilemmas for a Sierra Leonean like me when I came to the United States uh, 20 years ago is when we walked into the grocery store to buy bread. And you go to the shelf, there are about a dozen of different types of bread. And if you want one particular bread, there's even about four different types of that specific bread. <laughs> and so you are standing there, you say, what do I do? Which bread to buy? <laughs> You're confused, right? You're confused making the choice. Well, in Sierra Leone, when you go to buy bread in the little mom and pop shop, there's only one type. <laughs> there's only one type. And if you're lucky, there may be two other sizes, but there's only one type. So you go in, you get what you want. You don't have to make choice. <laughs> but in America, and even here, you know, if you want white bread, you go, there may be seven other white breads and different mix. <laughs> and you're confused making that choice. Well, so in the church, some of us are confused about making choice to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. We, we look at all the options and say, oh, I can do this, I can do that. There's too many things to do for the Lord. Well, Listen to this message. So Jesus comes to this home, and Martha welcomes Jesus. We're going to look at the Savior in this passage, the sisters, and their situation. Okay? So let's go. Uh, Matthew, Luke chapter 10, verse 38. The Savior. He was, in the first place, an invited and very significant guests. When Jesus is in your place, is in your heart, please always recognize him as a very significant and invited guest into your heart and into your home. And that's what he was in this home. He was an invited guest. Martha welcomed him. And because he was an invited guest, he needed Martha's cooking. You know, in the Middle Eastern culture, when guests come, the ladies cook. In Sierra Leone, the men will be sitting under the tree playing either checkers game or some board games, and the women are busy cooking. So Jesus here is an invited guest, and Martha's cooking would serve him well. But he was also an intimate guest. He was an intimate guest. Jesus is never an ordinary guest in my life, in your life, and in your home. He comes in because you invite him to be there. 
you know, he says, I'm knocking at your door. If you open my, your heart to me, I will come in and I will bring you my peace and my joy and my comfort. And he is not an invited guest only, but he's also an intimate guest. He needed Mary's company. An intimate guest. He wants to be closer to you and to me. So that's the savior of this passage. He comes in, I think with all his other disciples, we're not told how many of them, but he says Jesus entered this village and went to Martha's home. But look at the sisters in verse 38 to 39. One was Martha and the other one's name was Mary. Now, if you read John chapter 11, there was a brother in this family called Lazarus. But he's not named in this passage. I don't know for what. I will ask to ask Luke when I get to heaven why he didn't name Lazarus here. But anyway, let's look at the sisters. First, we notice that they were dedicated to the Savior. They were committed to him. Because they opened their home to the Savior. They opened their home. Martha welcomed Jesus into her home. So they were dedicated to the Savior because they opened their home, but they also served the Savior. There's two things about them that we see, very similar and important. They opened their home and they served the Savior. Are you opening your home to Jesus? Are you serving Jesus? Second thing we notice about Martha and Mary, they were dear to the Savior. If you read John 11, chapter 5, it says, Jesus loves them. So these two sisters were not only dedicated to Jesus, but they were very dear to Jesus. And when you think the world forgets about you, when you think you're not so important, when you think your name is not in the news every night or in the newspapers, just remember, you, as a Christian, you are very dear to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You are. You say, how do you know? Well, he died for me. <laughs> if I'm not important to Jesus, he wouldn't leave the comfort of heaven to come and die for me. So these two sisters were dear to the Savior. They were dedicated to the Savior. But they were different. They were not only dear and dedicated, but they were different. And how do we know? First we notice that Martha played the role of a servant in this household. Martha, you know, in the culture that Martha and Mary lived, this was the role a woman played. You serve your hosts. You serve your hosts. And Martha played that role very well. If we were to describe Martha 
in the church, it will be, Martha will be people who say, how much can I do for Jesus? That's the role Martha played. And it's very important. It rhymes with the theme of Luke chapter 10, where Jesus had talked about service. You remember one of the stories in chapter 10 is the Good Samaritan story. So service was important. And Martha played that role well. So Martha was a servant. But Mary, we read in chapter 10, verse 39, Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. So while Martha was a servant, Mary was a student. You see, Mary played the role of the men in the culture then, because it was men who were made disciples and who would sit at the rabbi's feet daily to learn. So in this household, we had one family member playing the role of a servant and one family member playing the role of a student. How cool is that? How cool is our church when we have people who serve the welcome team, the people who play here, the people who prepare the food. And how cool is it for those of us who read and teach and preach. We are all needed within the church of Jesus Christ. We are all significant. We all need to be working together. And we see that here. So Mary was sitting, played the role of a traditional man, and if we were to describe her, Mary would be, how close can I get to Jesus? A servant, a student. But let's look at the situation here. So after verse 39, Everything changes in this story. Let's read verse 40. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. So, the situation we find in this passage, beginning with verse 40, first, let's deal with Martha. You remember the role he, she has played? Her role was serving, and she has done it well. But from verse 40 onwards, the situation changes. Martha now comes to Jesus. Remember who is the guest in the house? Jesus. Culturally, Martha did some things that were not accepted in the culture and even in our culture here, and let's walk through that. First of all, what do we notice about Martha? She was anxious about her many tasks. Martha was anxious 
about her many tasks. What do we mean? Well, she has been preparing the meal for the guests and the family. All of a sudden, she became overwhelmed. And she became troubled about her task, yes, but the second thing we notice about her is that she was distracted. She was distracted. Martha was not only anxious, but she was distracted. One morning, a farmer went, you know, and told his wife that he was going to pluck the ripe fruits from his field very early in the morning before the sun comes up. So he got off, warmed the truck, but he needed more petrol. So he went to the store to get it. On the way to the store, he noticed the pigs were being fed. So he proceeded to the corn crib where he found some sacks of feed. Beside the sacks were potatoes. They were sprouting. Then, when he started for the potato pit, he passed the wood pile and remembered that his wife wanted some wood in the house. As he picked up a few sticks, an ailing chicken passed by. So he dropped the wood and picked up the chicken. And when noon arrived, the frustrated farmer had not even got into the truck, let alone to the field. By now, it was very hot. Some ripe fruits have dropped and fallen. And he was not happy. But have you ever intended to do something? You wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to do this. And then there are 10 other things that came up and you, by the end of the Oh my goodness, did I ever want to do something? <laughs> oh, I thought it was just me. <laughs> but distraction. In the service of the Lord, many of us have good intentions. We start and think and pray and say, I want to do this. I want to get that going. I want to give this. And then one thing after the other keeps coming up. And we, by the end of the year, oh, oh God, I did not do this. I did not do that. Well, take heart, you are not alone. <laughs> Martha was in that situation. She has been a good servant, but all of a sudden she got distracted. And what distracted her? The next thing we see about her, she was resentful. She was distracted and became resentful about what? Her sister. She thinks her sister should be doing work with her and not be with Jesus. You know, when we serve in the church, we are not serving in a 401k company. We are serving just one boss. And that boss has given you, has given me different talents, different ways to serve him. 
And we should not be resentful or compare our service to other people. When we do that, we totally fall short of servants of God. We become bitter. We become resentful. And this is what happened to Martha. She looked at what she was doing. She thinks, oh, somebody should be doing this with me. And she comes up to the Lord. So she's not only anxious. She's not only distracted. She's not only resentful about her sister. She embarrasses her sister before their guests, which is culturally wrong. But she derives... She drives a wedge between her and her sister. And that's even worse. But now, she becomes blunt with the guest, the savior. And does two things. She accuses Jesus of not caring. She says, don't you care that my sister is not serving with me? Don't you care? Secondly, she's not only accusing Jesus, but she also asks Jesus, the guest, to adjudicate in their family affairs. You don't do that to a guest, do you? Somebody comes to eat dinner, and you say, well, you know, as you're eating, while you're eating, you know, uh, John did this to me four years ago, and please, can you settle it for us? If I'm a guest there, I say, bring me the fork, please. I need a dessert now. Because <laughs> I have not come here to be a judge. <laughs> yeah? Just give me the fork. <laughs> you know? Pass me the cup, please. <laughs> but Martha is distracted. She's anxious. She's resentful. But she asks the guests to adjudicate. You know, some of us serve in the church and we think others should be doing things that we are doing and we're not happy, we become bitter, we complain, we grumble, and we ask Jesus, can you make Mary be with me and do this? Why is it that it's only us who are doing this all the time? You know, Jesus has big ears. He can hear my complaint, your complaint, your grumbles, but he always has a message. So, we looked at the sisters. They were similar in many respects, but they were different in the situation. Now, let's look at the master's response to this situation. In verse 41 and verse 42, and Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha. I don't know for you, when I was a kid, if my mom repeats my name twice, I know <laughs> something is not right. <laughs> something is not, you know, right. But here Jesus, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. Let's stop there for a moment. You know, that statement by Jesus' response, he's not rebuking Martha. 
He just wanted to remind Martha about some things in the service and using our talents for the Lord. So he says to Martha, Martha, you are too anxious. You are too anxious. The word there, careful, used, is the same as in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, where it says, be anxious for nothing. Jesus says, you're too worried. You're too troubled about many things. What are you worried about when you're serving God? Are you worried about the next brother or the next sister? Jesus says, hold on. You are too worried. All I want you to do is focus on me. All I want you to do is think about me. But Jesus' response to Martha was, one, you're too anxious. But two, one thing is needed. One thing is all about you, Jesus. That's the song we sang. It's all about you. I am the one. You should be concentrating on Martha. Not what your sister is not doing. Not making me the judge in your family. But just keep your focus on me. Keep your focus. Jesus was saying when he says one thing is needed, one thing is needful, is don't let anything interfere with your relationship and me. Don't let anything interfere with your relationship and me. One thing is needful. And he says, Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. One thing is needful. In the service of the Lord, when we use our talents in the church, in our community, let's remember we're using it for him. Mary made that choice. Martha made the choice to serve, but she became distracted, anxious, and worried, and accused the Lord. But the Lord helped her to say, keep your focus. Get your priorities right, Mary. Martha, get your priorities right. In the church, in Christ's work, we should have our priorities straight. The priority is, this is for the Lord, and I'm going to do it for him. Whether Jane does it or not, whether Harry does it or not, whether they do it the way I'm doing it or not, it is for him. Amen? You say, so what? From this passage... Just about five verses. What do we learn from this? I want to leave with you five principles that I garnered from this. Five principles. 
that we can learn from this passage. And if we can put them up there, one, the Lord is willing to be a permanent guest in our lives. He has not come to stay for one month or one week. (laughs) When you invite him into your life, he's going to be there till you cross over to eternity. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. He's not going to abandon you. Two, it is important to serve the Lord, but it is imperative that we maintain our relationship with him at all times. At all times. It doesn't matter how small or big your service. Keep that relationship. And we have gone through this in our church here as a series of being attached to that vine. Being attached to that vine. Number three, the best part of our Christian life is to be doing what God wants us to do when God wants us to. Oh, don't say, well, I'm too old now. I can't do this for the Lord anymore. If he wants you to do it now, do it. Oh, I'm too young now. I'm waiting till I get to be 60. Who guaranteed you that you'll be 60? (laughs) There's no guarantee. So if God is saying to you, Harry, Michael, David, Jane, I want you to serve me now, listen to him and get doing. Amen? Number four, we are not to compare our service for the Lord to other people's service. We're not in a competition in the church. We are fellow servants complementing each other. And number five, whatever your talent is in the church, use it gladly as to the Lord and not for others. Amen? Let's build his kingdom right here in North Church, in Epping, and in Australia. And we shall get the reward when we meet him again. Father, thank you for your grace. Thank you for passages like this in your word that reminds us who are your people that our service is never in vain. And that you are dear, we are dear to you, and you love us. I pray today for any in our midst who do not know you, who have not invited you as a guest into their lives. May you, O Lord, speak and bring them to yourself. And bless our day, our week, and our month. And as we serve, Lord, help us to keep our focus on our priorities. In the name of Jesus.